How can we come to fulfill God's purpose for us? How can we live from God's purpose? This is where we began yesterday, looking at our purpose. And today is September 27th. It's Tuesday. Years ago, at a fun couples event, one of the games we played was in trying to identify a series of objects. None of these, none of these objects were everyday items, the sort of things that we might encounter. They were taken from arenas of life that we really knew nothing about. For example, one was a magnet that cows are made to swallow that comes to rest in one of the stomachs of a cow. I'm told they have four stomachs. That magnet is used to catch bits of metal like barbed wire that may end up in the cow's food. And that magnet stops that metal from going all the way through the cow. I have to tell you that no one in our, no one in our group could identify the cow stomach magnet. <laughs> you get the idea. Now, I remember that story because purpose will make sense of things. Once we heard the story of the magnet, well, it all made sense. And in the same way, humans don't make sense. Without a sense of purpose and meaning, a reason why, why we're here, our lives just don't make sense, like that magnet. When we discover our purpose, we can see how the pieces of our lives fit. Now here's our scripture text for today, taken from Exodus 19, verse 5 to 6. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. Now these words are taken from the Lord's address to Moses, given when the people arrive at Mount Sinai in the wilderness, and the Lord told Moses to deliver these words to the people. But let's think about what happened before this moment. The Hebrews settled into Egypt during the time of Joseph. Egypt was a prosperous land, and so Joseph and his family grew in number. They had no land of their own, but they were given a land in which to settle. But their numbers became so large that Pharaoh considered them a threat. In order to keep them down and to get cheap labor, he enslaved them. They would be used to complete his ambitious building projects. But the people cried out to the Lord, and the Lord heard their cry. God sent an unlikely candidate, Moses, to demand their release so that the people could settle in a land all their own and live in freedom. Now, of course, defeating the mighty Egyptian army and defying Pharaoh, well, that, wasn't, that was no joke. The Hebrews were slaves. They had no military, no weapons. They were helpless, and they were hopeless. But the Lord intervened with, a, with mighty acts through a series of plagues, and he bent the will of Pharaoh to release them. In short, this was an awesome miracle. It never should have happened. But God did it. The people fought no wars, but the Egyptian army was decimated. Now this slave people, newly liberated, gathered before the Lord, and Moses stood before God. And these words the Lord commanded Moses to share with the people. You shall be my treasured possession. You shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. 
Now, as we learned with Abraham from the beginning, the Lord gives him his mission. He gives this mission to Abraham, and so God also does that when his people, as he forms them into a nation. He calls them on mission. This is what God told Abraham he would do. And first notice the place they have with God. God treasures them. Wow, what an amazing place that is for any people to hold. God set his affection on them. But God didn't do this because they were better people or more numerous people. They didn't win a character test or claim their position in battle. It was all gift, all grace. But notice their calling. They shall be priests, a holy priesthood. That is, God set them apart to be close to them because by being close to them, they would be equipped to serve him in the world. Talk about a big concept here. When God calls a people, he is inviting them into his purpose for the world. And what does a priest do? A priest represents parties, stands between the people and the Lord. They plead the cause of the people before the face of God. When the people sin, the priest falls before the face of God to plead for their forgiveness. When the people are in distress, the priest implores God for mercy and grace. You see, the Lord called the Hebrews to fill this role for the entire world. Talk about a high and holy calling. Now we look at this today because this is the calling we also have received. And this is more than interesting information. This is our story. It's what we're learning about this week. So the question is, how could we live so long and not know our calling? And then how would we live if we learned we were God's imported, appointed priests for our families, for our neighborhoods, for our co-workers? And before we finish up, I want to go back to that strange magnet we learned about that evening at the couple's event. How does learning your purpose change the way you see your life? You see, this means what you do matters. That your life matters. It's a challenge for us to see the calling that we have and the place where God has put us as a place of service. A place where we can be God's advocate. And also represent the people wherever we are. This is a calling to prayer and to loving others, to sharing the love of Christ wherever we are. Would you pray together with me? God, you are gracious and loving, and you desire for your blessing to flow to the world. You desire to give life and freedom, true freedom to humanity. Show us our calling in your place, in your place so that we might live in it. In your name we pray. Amen.